Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That means the phones are open. Ooh, the phones are open. The number to right. the number to call in if you want to chime in and speak about this issue, this ear issue. Three four seven nine nine six five three nine four. And I'm just gonna munch on this here banana. <laughs> I'll bet you break it first. <laughs> Every time I break that. Voting laws. Oh, these, you know, they, they, they constantly, you know, it is very sickening. Um, and there's no, like, they're down there depressing, changing. They do not want ever a situation that occurred where people got together and did what was right for the people. This is not about the voice of the, this is not about anything being broken. You know, it's not about anything being broken. You just couldn't, you couldn't control it. It did what it was supposed to do, work for the people. The people were victorious, and now you want to go down there changing laws and governing counties and doing all these other things, more, more Jim Crow, more stuff. But how about, and and the idea that water is now illegal on voting lines? That's just cruelty. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Excuse me? You're frozen. I heard background Betty say something. She said, are you talking to me? On voting lines. Right. Yeah. So the number calling good people, 347-996-5394. What the hell y'all got to say about this crap? Because it, it, this, is, this is annoying, you know, to say the very least. And I'm so happy that we have our guest on later today because she brings music and yeah. she brings clothes. Now I don't know. I did it. I did invite her to bring her violin, but we don't know if she's going to do that or not. That would be so dope. But you know, listen. Let me tell you something. This is the third violin uh, violinist um, that uh, uh, I heard in less than a week. You know, the first being um, my my two. And shout out to the the Sanchez Pierces. I want to officially say that. Um, congratulations to Jazz and Sandy tying the knot. Um, love is all the way love, our sister wives. And they had an amazing violinist at their wedding. And mama, can I tell you, there is nothing sexier than a black woman with a violin that is playing contemporary, classic, all kinds of stuff, floating through a party with a fit, a dress on and just all hips and just, and just dancing and playing. It was amazing. She was amazing. And violin happens to be one of my favorite instruments. I love some strings on a track or strings with a live. I know she's listening and smiling. I hope that inspires her to to you know get her groove on. But um, let's oh. take let's take a call. Let's take a call. Six nine yeah. five four are the last four digits of your number. What's your name and where you calling from? 
Hi, it's Miss DJ. Um, hey, Miss DJ. I wanted to say, like, hi. Um, I personally am against the mandate because it makes no sense. It sort of forces people to lie, which a lot of people are doing. It's like when I got vaccinated, I didn't really keep a card because they didn't tell you that you needed a card. So I don't really have one. So it really doesn't matter. And, you know, it also forces people not to check. So there's this plausible deniability, you know, like you go to concerts and they ask you or if you're vaccinated, nobody's going to really check for a card because they're not a cop. Also, a mandate is not a law, so they can't really force you to do anything. Most of these people are going to get their jobs back. Um, they're going to file lawsuits. They're going to win. So a lot of that is, you know, it's just more for show. But the other thing is a lot of the things that are being said now that people are running with, like they're running with all the crazy white people, it makes no sense. Like the whole, oh, it's not FDA approved. You take vitamins and they're not FDA approved. You smoke weed and it's not FDA approved. You know, and nobody seems to care about these things. We we do all these holistic things, and none of them are FDA approved. But now because a white person is saying, ooh, this is not FDA approved, so it's an experiment, all of a sudden everybody wants to run with it. And it's like, no, white people, most of the things that we do aren't FDA approved, and nobody seems to care. That was all. Well, that's ooh, a that lot. was enough, mama. Yes. That was a lot. I concur. Did you drop, I concur. Did you drop the mic, Misty? Yes, she did. She dropped the mic. Absolutely. Every, I concur with everything you said and then some. Yeah, nice voice too, Missy, by the way. Nice voice, by the way, Missy. Yeah, she's absolutely right, you know, and it's, it's so interesting. And, and it's funny because the FDA also allows an X amount of bacteria that they deem safe in food too. So it's okay if you opened, you know, some oatmeal and found a lot of bugs in it. FDA approved the bugs. Like, what is happening? You know, and then we fall in for everything. It's like the banana in a tailpipe. And it's like, okay, and when you challenge something, you're either conspiracy theorists. Like, like, you know, it's almost like, you know how you encourage children to ask questions when they're young? What happens when you get grown? The questions stop? We're just supposed to be accepting shit because we're grown now? No, there may be some questions I have about the FDA and what, what you're approving and not approving. And then who gives you the authority? You're composed of what? And did you see that that commissioner of uh, health services? She looks like she needs to be in a hospital bed. She is the most unhealthy-looking person that I've seen in a long time that's supposed to be governing the health. Did you, did you see her? I mean, I'm not trying to mean disrespect, but I mean, I, I, you're, you're giving Dragging the entire administration. I, I get because it. Because I'm disappointed. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> you're disappointed? I'm dis- I'm, yeah, well... Well, disappointing means you have expectations. Well, I just, um, I have taxpayer expectations. For sure, lately. for sure. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no and, for sure. And I, quite frankly, and I'm, and I'm watching the, the tomfoolery go on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's just, it's just, it's an insult to your intelligence in a big way. Yeah. We're gritting that. We, I'm, I'm laughing Cheryl. at y'all. No. You're downstairs? Oh. No, Cheryl is upstairs. Javon is in the basement. Mm-hmm. Cheryl don't even watch this show, more or less participate. But that's what you think. Yo. <laughs> okay. Hi, Cheryl. Love you. Hey. Mwah, mwah. Oh boy. <laughs> nah, if she was if she was watching, actually she would she she should be watching actually, but she's not. But she um would say something because she loves you guys, so she would definitely chime in. And, mm-hmm. okay. 
but she's not fucking. So yeah. But anyway, I digress. Um, I think it's time to have terms. Absolutely, no. absolutely. I think so. I agree. And um, you know, you guys want to know what Rez is eating? Okay, yeah. Why not? What is she eating? Wait, Let's let me see. guess. Can I guess? Let me tell him. But what? What? I'm gonna see how many people know in the um, in the um. In the chat, if you guys know, when I do this melody, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the words, because that'll be a giveaway. No, why but are you doing this? Did that pay in advertising? I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it. It's very why are you singing short. your jingle though? Shut up, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a happy birthday for the up? first person. That's be really quiet. Mean. I'm sorry. What are be y'all quiet. going on? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I just want to know who knows this. Um. Let me see. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, Missy J. Oh, right, all right. Right, look in the left. Um, Javon, oh, see right. What happened? What happened? Did she see it? Mm-hmm. You had to. No, she saw that silver. Like she clearly eats them because. <laughs> I need some. Okay. I thought she said she clearly eats them. I eat Klondike bars? No, she's no, talking about Misty J. Misty J, do you eat Klondike bars? <laughs> you know, that sounds a little something. <laughs> I'm eating a Klondike bar. Okay? Yeah, very fitting. Okay? Feel it. Know it. <laughs> Learn it. Like it for that's you can go now. Like it for you can go now. You can really see yourself out. Like for oh no. Well, I know the superhero are. lesbian. You are know you what? That is on fire yes. right there. I like that. I've already F- started. FDA didn't approve this. They are real chocolate. Nothing's real unless you grow it yourself or prepare it yourself. Like, I don't even trust the spinach. In Unapproved the by the FDA. Just because it looks like spinach, I just, it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all go. If Popeye ain't yeah. eat it and get all muscled up, then it ain't spinach. Shoot. Nope. And, and, and broccoli's not real. <laughs> Broccoli. Just in case broccoli is real. Broccoli is real though. I, broccoli, you know what broccoli does? Broccoli it um cleans, it scrubs your cells. That's what No, it does. Yes, it's not real. It does. It's, I'm gonna look what you just said. Oh. Basement shout out today. Chico. Chico. That's my baby. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> we did a song together called Nana and it was in the Kings of Comedy. It really? opened and closed Kings of Comedy. Yeah. Na, na, na. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my baby that? right there. Sometimes I be thinking I know every song that was ever. Happy birthday, Chico. Oh, Happy wow. It's my girl, Saida Garrett. Saida. Happy birthday, Saida. Happy birthday. And a Welsh singer named yeah. Duffy. Shout out to Duffy. Duffy? Duffy. 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 Wait, wait. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Aida is a legend. She's icon status. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Hey. 
All right. It is time for our black facts. All right. Let's get a black fact in there. I'm so slow. I'm really slow tonight. I I went to the doctor and the doctor was there. That's always disappointing. (sighs) Okay. Black fact. Black history. <laughs> okay. What? I'm in the house it's of clown because the moment the music went on, Sage and Mo start doing African dance with Brave in the living room. Was Brave also African dancing? Brave was jumping up on his hind legs. <laughs> Sage and Mo were in there with their hands. <laughs> Just a second. I don't understand why you live with Monifa and do not have cameras all around. Maybe you do, but you should be like, because I'm afraid they'll commit her. I mean, just like, I, I don't think, oops, what the hell is that? Okay, there's an elephant in the room, damn it. Okay, enough of the shenanigans. Let's address the real elephant in the room. Okay. <laughs> First, let me get to the black history. But okay. what I was going to say and what the elephant in the room is, is that anytime that I'm in the room with Monifa, it's just I funny. Even when, you know, it's not supposed to be. I mean, she's just, she just tickles exactly. my funny bone. It's just that's what it. I think I told you when I was a kid, I had a best friend. You know how you're a kid, you have your best friend. And mm-hmm. me and this girl, Marcia, we would just look at each other and just giggle our asses off for no reason. Just look at each other and laugh. I couldn't, I'd be in trouble with her all the time because to me, she was just funny. Another little Aquarian in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. That something mm-hmm. about, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this lady. Boom. Boom. I know that. Who's that, Mo? Who's that? I know who that is. Yes. In, on June 23rd, 1940, Olympic gold medal champion Wilma Rudolph was born in Rudolph. Tennessee. Rudolph broke American female Olympic records by becoming the first female Olympic athlete to win three gold medals in track and field in a single Olympics. She accomplished this feat at the 1960 Summer Olympic Games in Rome. So, that's her dust in their asses. And, um, you know, happy birthday to her. Happy birthday. So I just wanted to say that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We were just, we just had a, a conversation my mom and I last night. Was it last night? Mm-hmm. I did a post on my um, whatever day I did the post. Was it yesterday or last night? Um, we were talking about her. Um, 
she was uh, a great athlete first and, uh, um, and a, an extended family member. And um, her and my mom were close uh, growing up. And yeah, that's Auntie Skeeter. Auntie. Amazing. Well, that's what, you know, I was, that's what I was raised calling her. But her name is Wilma Rudolph, as we know her. That's what's up. Yes. Shout out to Shikari Richardson, who is now the fastest woman in America. Mm-hmm. Over by dominating the 100 meter heat. She has securing a coveted spot as part of the U.S. women's team for next month's Tokyo Olympics. Richardson revealed that her win follows a heart-wrenching week. The athlete shared that her biological mother passed away just a week prior to her Olympic certifying win. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That spirit there? Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's so funny because, you know, and, and what we have to kind of, I'm going to say this and I'm going to keep it light, but um, what we have to be real careful about um, when we're talking about our own is how we, how we are so hypercritical. I heard some things that were, that I'm not going to repeat that weren't so, um, weren't so positive about uh, physical physique. And we go through this, you know, every now and then when you have what, when our amazing black specimens of a body show up in a room and bedazzle the globe, some of us still can't take our own light. And mm. what happened is that if you start making up situations like it being a man and all kinds of craziness, you did it with Serena, you're doing it with this young lady, you did it with Flo Joe, you know, and it's like, sweeties, relax. And I, and I will quote one of my um, uh, buddies, Funky Deneva, on this one. She is an athlete. She has an athletic body. Her body does things that most can't. She's trained. She's focused. She's disciplined. Get over it, you know, and and stop fetishing. Thank you, black athletes, because that's all it is. Because y'all can't take them. <laughs> because when we show up, we show up and all the way out. And our bodies, first of all, amazing. You know, and she's she's shown up. Yes, yes, I agree with you, Levon. She's showing up as herself from the beginning to the end. And to me, it's a joy seeing her. You know, because it, she reminds me of FloJo. And I remember being younger and watching FloJo. She was one of my heroes. She rose I rather. I love FloJo. I with mean, the it was nothing like her. Nothing like her when she when she stepped. Oh my God, that was oh my yeah. God. I I I was shook when she died because I I just couldn't understand it. I just it just didn't make sense to me, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, she came here to do what she had to do. You know, did. she did it well. She did it well. Yeah, her whole story, Jojo's whole story is is amazing uh, triumph. But to see her like you know to see a younger two point oh Flojo. Know, and then you know, and then she and she's talking straight up to you, and she's telling you, "I'm here. I'm focused. I'm doing what I got to do." Like this young lady has great potential, and um, such a and, and also um, with uh, uh, quite a few other ones that I that I believe are um, amazing, and will do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yeah. So let me ask you, what are y'all doing for Pride? We will not be here for Pride this year. We are um, 
going to do something different that I can't speak publicly about. So we're not going to be here for Pride this year. <laughs> I love when you say that. I'm not going to say it publicly. We can't yeah. talk about that publicly. I mean, you know, sidebar. I, I, I like it. I like it. I, I'm digging it. I'm not, you know, I'm digging it. I, I, I dig that. It's like, you know. I love it because she's mysterious. Yeah, isn't that mysterious? <laughs> she got a lot of time today. <laughs> I Normally am here for it because we don't get this much, Monifa. It must be. I'm here for all this today. <laughs> What is happening? I don't want to be here. But I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it, man. Let me, you know what? Uh, we have coming on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yes, her name is Tona hot? Brown. You, you oh, what? Hot. Is she hot? She's beautiful. Is she hot, Javon? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> oh, my God. Is she hot? I think she's hot. I mean, really, I just saw that. Well, you know what? I think she's hot. I think she's hot. She's an amazing performer. I think she's hot, but you know me. Yeah, no one's objectifying her. I fall in love twice, twice a week. You know how that is. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, I gotta encourage you sometimes. Excuse me. I have to encourage you sometimes. You have to encourage me. You're right. That's true. Every day is pride, Pop. You better work. Every every day we walk in our skin is pride, honey. Better get you some. Yes. I'm trying to get some pride. I knew your pride isn't like it used to be, though. Well, it's a little saddened this year because there's so many. I want I them to put those bars back. You know, just some more stuff. Landmark staple bars. Come on, like New York without Greenwich Village, quite frankly, isn't New York. That's like New York without Times Square. New York without Harlem. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like New York, Greenwich well, Village. Try, you got. You have to. They mm-hmm. trying to un Harlem Harlem. So you know, like. And they're not now. With my man Billy Council as District Nine Councilman. Not okay. never. Okay. Negro. All right. No, not happening. Okay. We're about to make sure Harlem and everybody that lives there still. It is an an equitable and um safe and resourceful place to live for the people who are indigenous of indigenous Harlem. to Harlem, whose families go back years and generations. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. It's never going to be like Brooklyn. Ever. Harlem will never be that. Mm. Never. Never. It's okay. I know. I apologize and shout out to all of my people from Brooklyn. I know that some of those areas have been completely gentrified and taken over we're not letting that shit happen to Harlem. It's not. Nope. Cause you can see them creepy crawlies, right? You know what? I'm. I'm. There's an elevation, and and I get it. And this is in. It's not just about skin color. It's about mindset and all of that. You understand? Yes. We're yes. trying to make sure people have resources, so they're not struggling, and they're not. Um. Uh. Y'all know what I'm saying? They have the resources to. Um. Take stay care of themselves homes. and stay in their homes, mental health um, services, everything, job services, all of that stuff. And access to loans so that access, they can stay in their property correct. or get properties. Uh, correct. Uh, you know. That's correct. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you're here, Mo. I wanted to ask you um, a favor. 
What is it, darling? Well, sometimes, Therese and I, when, while we're on the show, mm-hmm. we get this form of Tourette's where we just start singing, but neither of us are uh, really, um, like, hitting that note, right? What note? Any of them. I'm sorry, but neither of us, neither one of us. Hold on. Wait, hold on. This is Jay. I need, I, okay, these fun facts that, that you're funny. putting up are hilarious. That was funny. They Look could, at Missy Jay's laugh. <laughs> they closed the bathhouse and opened the sign. <laughs> Yo. Oh that God. was hilarious. Thank you for that. That was hilarious. Yeah, Scientology. So, yeah. Right. What were you saying? More like a petri dish, but um. Okay. Yeah, they. So, so yeah, I think um, it would be really kind of you if you could give us some, you know, like, I don't know if it if it's like we need um. We need help. Damn it, we need help. We need your help. With what? With what are you talking about? With our singing. Your producer no singing tonight for background We're not going to sing. We're not asking her to sing, sir. I'm not asking you to sing. You don't want me to sing But you know what? Look. I'm not asking you to sing. However, as you know, you could do whatever you want. I'm not singing because Pop said no singing. You know, you do whatever you want, anytime you want. However, we sing, and sometimes we don't, well, most times we don't hit the note. So we might need some guidance in that area. Okay. The whole family is working tonight with me. Yes. (laughs) I got to walk under my feet. Can you bring Brave up so everybody can see Brave? Brave is so cute. dirty. Come here. Come here, little bum. Come here. <laughs> little bum. Come here, bubby. Brave is so cute. Y'all want to see Brave? Yeah. I want to see Brave. This is my baby, though. This is my stinky butt. Hey, Brave. <laughs> what? Brave, say hi. His name, is, his name is Pig Ping the dog. This is Pig Pen today. Hey. He's going to the he's going to get his thing tomorrow. Oh, Pasta. He looks so unimpressed. He he does. He's like, okay. Okay. he's Thank like, God. look, I really love you, but I have other things. To said. She was not approved for tonight. <laughs> yes, How dare approved. you? You're not approved. If you ain't approved, you're not approved. I'm approved every week, every day y'all on here. Uh, well, that's true, too. I'll snatch this computer away from her and take over. I'm going to see if I am too. Wait, you got to. I'm, I'm hoping that since you stayed on, you stayed on this long. Please say hello to our guest. And you. Yeah, then I'll get out. I won't be. You wouldn't believe who is creeping down the stairs. Come all the way down. Oh, God. I can't hear you. Here. Sarah. 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 Hi, Sarah. 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 Cheryl. Right, Cheryl. 
my family basically was like, if this is what you want to do, we don't really know much about it, but we will be supportive. But they weren't the type that will come to a concert or anything like that. So what happened was I went to an art high school that was for um, the, obviously the arts, but it was like very competitive. And before that, in middle school, I got with my first black male teacher who was a phenomenal musician, just in general. And so he was like my inspiration to take it to the next level. He would get out there and play, and he was um, my teacher. And he recommended, along with another um, lady, for me to audition for this this high school um, for the arts. And so I did that, and it just... I just was hooked. I mean, I probably was hooked at, like, the age of probably, like, 14. Mm, I just couldn't. You could not keep me from picking up the violin. You couldn't keep me from listening to singers, um, all of that stuff. And it wasn't just classical, but something about classical music just, it just just hit me in a different way. It's hard to explain, especially when you don't come from that. So anytime you see black folks, get into classical music, it has to be something that they just love. You know what I mean? You you get mm-hmm. some exposure to it, but not in the same way as people from other cultures. And mm-hmm. I remember, too, it was my defense mechanism as I was growing up trying to understand myself. So since I did not understand myself at that time, mm-hmm. um, being in the South, you know, I was born in Norfolk, Virginia, but my family is from Virginia all the way down. You know, and had spotty people that were in New York and other things, but all of those people were kind of extended family, and it was it was my defense mechanism for anything. So it's like if someone was gonna bully me or something, it's like you can't do what I do. You know what I mean? You know, one of those. You know, it was my way of just kind of getting away from any bullying, any craziness, going into a zone, and you know, just doing what I love to do. And so I started doing competitions and I started auditioning for all these different things. And and that was all she wrote. From from that point on, I just didn't want to do anything else. And Carnegie Hall, from, from and you know, it's funny because we've had conversations on this show about um, music in schools, you know, how once upon a time they had music teachers and you had instruments and you had, you know, and in public schools, you know, and kids had access instruments that maybe, maybe, maybe couldn't afford them, you know, they had access. And like, I remember walking home many a day with clarinets and drumsticks and whatever I wanted to play. And the fact that that does not exist in public schools like that, to that degree anymore, um, is painful. It not only hurts the children, but it also hurts the community because, you know, having an artistic expression is necessary for therapeutic growth for a lot of kids. You know, there's therapy. Yeah, there's art and therapy and music, you know. Um, and I think that having that resource plucked out the way it was um, in a lot of the community schools is damaging, you know. Um, and you being someone that picked it up through through a teacher, correct? I was inspired inspired because I went to the Kennedy Center, again, having access. 
So my parents moved from Norfolk, Virginia, and then we moved to Manassas. So it's, it's, it's close to where I live now. I live in Norfolk, Virginia, close to D.C. Okay. And they had these programs through the public schools because they wanted to get more people involved in the stream department. It's easy to get people in the band department, but they wanted to get more people in the stream department. And so through that, that public school program, in the fourth grade, you would go to the Kennedy Center and see some shows that were geared towards children. And that show was Peter and the Wolf. And I remember going there and they said, well, you got to decide what instrument you do the next year. I saw the first chair and, and the gentleman was playing all these solos. And I told the director, I was like, I want to be just like him one day. And he said, you can do anything you want to be. He, you know, he really knew what to say. You know, he was very inspirational. And, and so the next year, through the school, free instruments, you know, they had instruments that we could have there. And this, and that's so rare. Now I started a company called iStudios where I teach music lessons. None of these students here know what that's about. They, they all have to go to you know, some company to rent an instrument. But most of the people here have enough disposable income that they can afford those things, which is why I'm such a huge art advocate, why I started my company so that it could be affordable for lessons for people because I didn't come from money. And so I'm like, we're expecting the talent that we've seen in generations before, but we're not even giving them the basics from arts education. So then we listen to what's on the radio, and besides some of the stuff that all of us in the industry know that goes on, just having that foundation early, it's just not there. And so it's really bad. So um, Sage Gallen is asking, how did this discovery of music help you to discover yourself? It was everything. First of all, um, as an opera singer, um, I, before, that's a very deep question for me, which you guys are going to read about in my book one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I needed help accepting who I am, as most of us do. And if it wasn't for the fact that I started singing in my natural voice, um, I don't know if I would have made it. And that sounds very dramatic and all that. But I think it's just very real. And, you know, if it wasn't for music, I I probably would have been one of those statistics. And the reason why is because when I started taking voice lessons, it was a a woman, her name is Dr. Og, at Shenandoah University, who was just like, if you want to sing, you need to sing in your real voice. Because at the time, I was very androgynous. You know, I hadn't fully transitioned or anything. Um, And so I was still thinking that one day I was going to be like Pavarotti or something, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would crack horribly. Uh, uh, It was terrible. (laughs) 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 And so I would crack and like, because I just so hard. And it was too much tension on my voice. And as a voice teacher, I know exactly what was going on. So, so I was cracking, and so she told me, if you do not sing as a soprano, you are going to ruin your voice. Mm. And uh, 
I just remember being like, wow. And so through that, that was just something that I couldn't deny. And I think every transgender person has one of those aha moments, um, many of them, um, in fact, that just helps you to understand who you really are. And that was that last step. I didn't have a family that was going to kick me out or anything. You know, my mother knew ever since I was three years old, all these things. But I was the one that was just like, well, you know, I'm just cool in this little bubble, you know, just Mm -hmm. stay in this little bubble. And whatever people call me or however they express themselves, it's on them. I know who I am. So, you know, I would have all these weird situations that would come up being so in between and just, you know, all over the place. Um, I had all these different situations that would pop up. Once I started getting serious about my voice, that's when it was like, okay, you just got to be who you are. Is everyone going to understand? Is everyone, everyone going to like what they hear? You can't on those things. You just have to be it, whatever that it is. And I just went for it. So I started singing and I started playing. I started doing auditions. I started going to um, orchestra rehearsals as me, you know. And um, I went to New York to the Gateway Music Festival. And at this time, I started um, understanding that who I was was a political thing. Um, I started learning about that. Um, I started getting so many wonderful advisors who were there for me, um, different people in the media who were like, you know, we want to do a story about you. And so I went up to the Gateways Music Festival, and I just, you know, it's an all-black classical music festival up at Eastman University in Armenta Hummings, who was one of my mentors, just like Daryl Husky, the teacher I mentioned before. All these people really protected me. And what one of the best advice that I got for them was do not allow this industry or anything else to dictate who you are. We're not hiring you because you're a trans performer. We're hiring you because you're a dynamic violinist. And so that's what I want you to focus on. So I was able to kind of control the narrative from a very early um, stage in my career. And then politicians started reaching out to me. And trust me, I never thought that I was going to be doing anything for Barack Obama or any of that. That was never, I just wanted to sing. I just wanted to play. And I was not going to allow you to tell me that just because I was a transgender individual who has been studying since I was 10 years old, you're not Mm going to tell me that I can't do it just because I'm trans. That was, if you hear me, then I will go to someone else. Who does? And that's how I played it. You know, I just, right. just kept she kept on. And how, so, so all of these opportunities happened because of it. How did it come mm. about that um, you sang for our forever president? <laughs> well, that was interesting because another thing, anyone who's been on my team knows that if there's something that I want to do, you know, within reason, obviously, but if there's something that I want to do, I just go for it. And so I heard he was going to be um, speaking for an LGBTQ uh, leadership conference. And I said, well, we need to make this royalty. You know, you, we need to really go above and beyond to present the first um, president to acknowledge who we are, excuse me, and um, to be so supportive. Now, at that time, if you guys remember, 
he had not really come out to say that he was for or against um, gay marriage. So there was a lot of drama around that event behind the scenes that I never really talked about until recently, just because it's, you know, it's away from now. But it was a dangerous situation. Like they let us know there may be protests inside of the room even though there were like, there was about 180 news cameras and everything that was there, they let us know that there were LGBTQ people who were upset. And so they started heckling him in the middle of his speech. And we were all disappointed, those of us that were, you know, sitting there, because it was a dinner slash thing. So I went to them and said, I want to perform, I'll provide an orchestra, you know, whatever is needed so we can show this man appreciation. We want him to do more, but this is a still letter from them. They approve everything. But on the way there, one of my musicians have been uh, musicians have been institutionalized that was supposed to accompany me, and so they would not allow him on the stage. Another diva, she's one of my favorite musicians as well. She had something going on with her child at the time, so she couldn't make. So it went from me bringing an ensemble and singing the national anthem with accompaniment to me having to be on stage by myself. Oh, one of my students is here. Hi, Sydney. Hi, Sadir. Amazing rapper. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, so that's how that happened. I went and said, this is something that I really want to do. Will you guys accept my proposal to do so? You know, yeah. that's an amazing story. That's just amazing. Yeah. Did you have an opportunity to speak with him? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So hmm. the, the picture that you see with me, you know, they take you back there and, you know, got levels and levels and levels of secret service. And then we had a conversation and venture and that kind of thing. He thanked me for, you know, everything. Um, he was amazing. And I, like I tell all my good girlfriends, I'm like, he looks even better in person than he does on things. Like actually, I was like, wow, okay. Mr. President, you're fine. Is that what happened? Is that what happened, Sona? Hold on now, Mr. President. <laughs> he was actually, you know, I was, I was pleasantly surprised at just how attractive and fit he was, you know, especially for his age and just everything. So I was like, go ahead, Michelle. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, girl. Yes, yes. You know, some would say that that was probably divinely ordered for you to be and showcase yourself, you know? Because sometimes we have plans and then God will, God will step in and give you the glory and that he can actually be the glory. You know what I mean? It's like you had it, it's interesting to hear that you had all this kit and caboodle already for the, for him to to do what you got to do and it and it ended up being perfect because it was just you perfect you know most of my major triumphs in my career that people commemorate me for have been just that i'm not really i'm a very outgoing person now you know after our transition um but I'm not one that wants to put the focal point on me all the time. My audience, society, whatever, for whatever reason, has always wanted me to be out front 
as a soloist when I always wanted to be in a little chamber ensemble with mm-hmm. my friends, and it mm-hmm. just never worked out that way. Every time I would try to take people with me, something mm-hmm. would happen or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes mm-hmm. people judge us so harshly as public figures or musicians and think that, you know, you're just some diva that wants everything all about you. And they have no idea. I mean, ask anyone who's ever been in the girl group, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it disbands or there's business things that happen. You know, people in industry know these things, but the average person doesn't know. And they think that right. you think it's all you. And it's not. I'm very much a community-oriented person in general. And I think about the future of not only myself but those around me, including my students that I teach. Um, I feel very responsible for helping them get to the next level in their careers. And it's a deep honor that I get from working with them and, you know, them allowing me to, like, inspire them or to work with their voices. You know, it's such a personal instrument, the voices. And I just love doing it. Like, it's just a passion of mine. So I just will always teach. No matter what I do, um, I will always teach. And I just got some great news that I'm going to be performing my first transgender opera role. I have never in my, in my life thought that I would get to a place where there would be an opera about a woman or anyone who transitions. And so this is a huge um, honor to me. Um, I take it very seriously. They had asked me to do it in 2019, but I was too busy at the Kennedy Center and now, out of the blue, one of my divas was like, she heard that a conductor wanted to do it, and she told them, I think that you all are not trying hard enough to find a trans woman to play the part of the trans character, and um, it's a mezzo role, which fits my voice, and um, I'm really excited about it. So the project is coming up for, for T-Door, the Transgender Dear Benevolent. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. I'm, I'm so happy to be able to do it. I think we need more of this. We really do. It's similar to when you see some of my friends who I just want to give a shout out to who went to the Met, and a lot of them came from the D.C. area, and they just recently won a Grammy for um, what they've been doing. But it's because that composer specifically wrote that they wanted to have people of color in mm. the production. And mm-hmm. so this is another stepping stone to make sure that long after I'm gone, that there will be someone else that's like me that will have a role that's specifically about our experience. And hopefully more composers and, you know, will will try to do these sort of projects. Absolutely. So I, I, you know, and thank you for sharing that with us. You know, that is absolutely a fucking amazing. Congratulations on that. You know, I, I want to say to you, too, it's so important. You know, I, as you were speaking, I, I, re, I recall this video that I saw very recently on Instagram, and it was this young girl. She could have been like maybe four or five, and Cinderella was playing, the Cinderella version that Whitney and Brandy were in. So when there was a part when, you know, they did some magic thing and the little girl turned around and said, wow, did you see that? And her, in her, in, you know, and it made me cry. And it made me cry because 
it directly hit me in, this is why it's important that our images be elevated. Because people, young girls, need to see just what, what, what you're doing. They need to see images like themselves to understand that they can reach that and, and to also see themselves reflected into something that's, that's broader than themselves, you know? So I just, and, and I watched it like maybe three times back to back because it hit me in such a space, you know? Um, there are so many talented people that just think, you know, uh, not me or I will never have the opportunity or just that, that need that role model, you know? And I know that it may not be a conscious uh, thing that you're doing in terms of, okay, I'm going to set out to be a role model, but God is using you, sis. You know, like God, God has the first and the last say in it, you know, and it really doesn't matter anybody that could possibly have anything else to say about it. You are being used for his highest work, you know, because honestly, we need to hold space, um, not only just for reverence, but we need to hold space for safety, for, for the health, for the mental and physical health of our black man's sister. You know, and, and, and I'm speaking to the entire, not just my community, not just the black community, but I mean by and large, but I'm specifically speaking about our community. Because again, these are our sisters. They are not separated. You know, there's nothing different. You know, these are still your family members that deserve to be protected and respected. And until we get that right, nothing else is going to fall in place. I'm sorry. I mean, I just, well, you know, what you, feel about it. You, know, you know what I mean? You know what I say, like, black lives can't matter until trans black lives, black trans lives matter. So how you yeah. going gonna, gonna to have black lives matter and black trans lives don't matter? That, 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 we, we, not, we can't have that. That makes no freaking sense. So, you know, exactly. um, but you're, you're one of those people who, um, bring a certain light of a certain lovely light to the trans community to our community you know mm-hmm. community of sisters thank you thank you all so much i'm going to tell you um getting out here doing the work um volunteering at so many different and yeah, i was raised by very strong women um in my life and my aunt runs a nonprofit organization called Health and Mission Incorporated. So ever since I was little, she would have us um, feed the homeless. She has a transitional home. We give clothes. We give, um, um, she's given shoes to Haiti, all kinds of stuff. And I took that for granted. You know, it was like, that's just what you did. It's, it's almost like when you grow up, if you grew up in the church or, or any kind of community setting, Every Tuesday, you go and do certain things. And as I get older and I experience more in life, that's what brings me joy more than anything, uh, is, is, is sharing. And I will say one of the things that we had invited everyone to for Carnegie Hall was it was interesting because my program was mostly of, of African-American composers and Negro spirituals as well as other Europeans you know, composers and stuff. But that was my, that was my bringing church into that place. And there were tears everywhere. My buddy who came in here, um, um, Tito Sadir, he was sitting, I remember seeing him in the balcony 
and just seeing the tears come down. You know, and it's something when you see a grown man just, you know, mm-hmm. and talked about it afterwards. And I talked to so many different people who were in the audience. And it was mostly it was mostly a lot of black LGBTQ people. I didn't really get a lot of support from white folk when it came down to that event uh, for various reasons. And, um, but what was amazing was to look, look at everyone in that audience and to see that we all were so powerfully affected by the event, the music, and the feeling that was in that room. It was nothing but love in that room because we knew how important that night was. And those are the type of events and things that I like to be a part of. I don't like no foolishness, no drama. That's why y'all don't see me at a lot of things. You know, and, <laughs> and you, what the companies are doing. You you said you know, that um, Tito Sadir was was actually crying. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he he had the tear come down, and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, just. It was amazing to see so many friends. I mean, but it then I had to focus too because I'm like, y'all gonna make me lose my stuff up here. You know, it was just like it like hit one side and then just as you just look all around the audience, people with issues and you know because you no, know, as you were mentioning, a possibility model or possibility um, um, anything, people could see what was possible. Right. You know, uh, for the first time, you're hearing a transgender woman of color get up here and present this music that's very personal to us. Yeah. Um, and in, in this hall that no one had done it before. And so, you know, all of those, for all those that helped me out, you know, I'm always um, just so impressed by the work that they did because we didn't have no corporate support. You know, we, wow. out, we couldn't even afford a microphone. Mm. Now wow. that's saying something, but 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 God, but God, you know what? So expensive. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever rented Carnegie Hall, but Carnegie Hall was so expensive that they don't want your sound to bleed into the other places, and so mm-hmm. it was it's very expensive just to have a microphone because they think that it's going to bleed into the other performances, and they do like three different halls performances all in one night and so they charge you a lot of money to have it and so that was one of the things that I had to cut out of the budget because I was like we need it in other areas and so just it was such an experience to go through that to organize it to see all the corporations who claim they were going to do you know but I know if I would have had someone like Neil Patrick Harris or something like that involved they would have threw the money. At Absolutely. You, you know? So, but let me let me just ask you this again, and I don't mean to really press on it too much, but this thing about Tito crying, like he was in the balcony, and you heard him all the way down from the stage. Like, was he wailing? Was he was he sobbing? Was Tito going? <laughs> like, was he making the ugly face? Is my question. Well, I, I couldn't see all that. You know, I just saw. It's the doorbell. (laughs) 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 
What's up, ladies? How y'all doing tonight? Everybody's looking hey. all glammed up and beautiful. How are y'all? Hey, Tito. What's hey. up? Listen, I had to come on here real quick and tell y'all about my MFN sister, y'all. Listen, <laughs> y'all, the, y'all the, Therese, Javon, and everybody else that is watching right now, hear this. This woman... I have seen, first of all, we go, we're both from the 757. We go way back like car seats. I think, wow. I don't know how many years, but we go back. We go back to Yahoo Messenger, right? <laughs> oh, wow. we, we had so many conversations about our dreams and goals and, and stuff that we want to accomplish. And I mean, we've had like some extensive conversations, y'all. And when I tell you that everything that this woman has said, that she's gonna do. She has done. I remember us. I remember when the Carnegie Hall thing was an idea. Wow. Like, like you know, I think I want to do Carnegie Hall. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do Carnegie Hall one day. And da 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 da. And laid it all out. And when I tell y'all that when it the, the day that she called and told me that she got that gig at Carnegie Hall, hmm. I think I screamed like somebody was chasing me with a knife or something, y'all. It was, because it was such a thing of manifestation. Like, in that moment, it was like, damn it, she said she was going to do this. And then to see, to actually be there, I came here to see that. Hmm. I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be taking pictures. I'm up in the balcony, my eyes watery, eyes blurry. I, can't I heard nothing. you was crying like. <laughs> listen. Oh, listen. I heard I was, it was coming was out of you. Life. I wasn't giving all that, but it was definitely happy tears. It was it was such a moment, y'all. It was because all I could replay in my mind was us having this conversation about, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that one day, and then to 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 be along for the ride, and to have these conversations about the ups and downs, and then to finally make it and 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 be there to see it happen. That was just like I can't even front. That shit helped set my wheels emotion even more than they already were you know what I mean so Tona you are you already know you're amazing but I'm gonna tell you that you are amazing you know I love you from here to the moon back to the moon again out to Pluto and back you are my girl we I know we haven't we've been listen me and Tona have been trying for like the last shit six months to get on the phone and connect because we will always talk and I'm so busy, like, <laughs> but I can never, I can never stop and and just make that call. But when I saw that you were on with the ladies tonight, with well, my ladies tonight, I said, yo, I have to pop on and let everybody know what is up with with this girl right here, yo. So you know, no love lost. We are definitely gonna catch up soon. I love you. Congratulations on everything you have done and will be doing. You. Amazing. That that's all I can say. This girl is amazing. Y'all. She is the one to watch. Keep your eyes on this one. If you miss it, you missed it. So don't get this twisted. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, I have a feeling. So that's that's my two cents. I had to, you know, most people want to give you flowers. I had to give you a whole fucking rose garden because it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> we met um, opening up for Regina Bell. Wow, look at this that. Years ago, and it was at Afram Fest. So we had. And I remember, like, we did the thing, and, he, and he's always been such a dynamic performer. And I remember saying, oh, but I want to, you know, reach out to him. 
And from then on, we would just, whenever we would see each other, because he's so yep. busy, he's always born, he's always doing, <laughs> doing this. And so, you know, we more, and I just started encouraging him, never give up. You know, I know it's hard, especially for people of color, to get out here and do their thing. And, you know, yep. I cannot be more proud. I hope we can get on a track together. We've oh, been that, trying to do that for, that, you know what, we have be been dope. trying to do that forever. We have been trying and trying to do that. But you know one thing that I learned? Like, stuff like that, it happens in its right timing when it's supposed to. Because I just had, I just did a couple projects with some people that I've been trying to work with forever. And it's like, it just organically happened. All these years I spent trying to force it. Oh, hey, can we get together today? Can we, can we do this this weekend? It would always fail. But when it came together, it just came together. And there was no, no friction or anything. So trust me when I tell you, we, we're going to get it done. We're going to oh, get it done. Already- Okay, so you know if it's yes, we heard. Oh, we're good. This is it's recorded for all time. Yes, we heard. What you say, Jafar? It's recorded for all times. See, we we are gonna get it done. We heard it, and you already know the power in her spoken words. You know, like you you watch her dream fulfill itself. So Mm -hmm. there's power in her spoken word. It will happen. It's already written. It's done. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm ready. I can't wait. I cannot wait. But listen, I am not going to hold y'all. I just wanted to pop on here and give my girl some flowers and, and surprise her. She already saw my comments, so it's not much of a surprise, but whatever. <laughs> Show some love. And uh, I love y'all ladies. I look forward to chatting with y'all again. Kona, we got to get on the phone. I love you. I love you. Keep doing your thing. Keep Kiss the baby for us. Hug the baby you. for us. Yes. I will. Y'all be good. <laughs> Y'all be good. We got someone, Sydney Jane, says she's been studying with you for 15 years. Sydney Jane is giving you a shout out. Yes. And Malcolm Cezanne, I hope I'm saying that correctly. He says, hello, Miss Graham. Yes. Yes. Just talent, one of my closest friends. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Wow. Like, so, so let me ask question for those that are like in your area or beyond are you are your classes open can how can somebody join if they wanted to get lessons or voice lessons put that out there because this is an international platform so I just want to put it out there because you know like like how can someone seek your services okay so I um, do everything remotely because of COVID anyway. And I've been doing it before COVID because um, Sydney Jane, for instance, lives in California. And then she also charted and did stuff in Italy and London. So I was giving her voice lessons ever since she was, I think, please don't don't kill me, Sydney. I think she was like 15 or 16 when we first started. Dating me, but it's okay. (laughs) She's worth it. Um, and just such a talent, just such a talent. And I was telling her mom, oh, there she is. So just such a talent. And so we've been working together for quite some time. And, um, and a lot of my clients. So I do the lessons right online. So all they have to do is contact me through via, via um, any of the platforms, and we can set something up. And then I, I do a lot of work on Thumbtack. So if you want to see um, testimonials and things like that, they can catch it or get on my website, you know, com. You know, I'm on Instagram at Tenacity because, you know, I'm a nerd. So most people see it as Tona City, but it's, I like it's Tenacity. 
So you can always get in contact with me. We'll schedule something. And I mean, I'm serious about it. Like I'm your biggest fan and my job is to inspire you to get inspired and to work on the challenges of singing or whatever the instrument is. We have a question for you. Thank you for that. How long, let me just reiterate just to, to scoop it up. Um, she's available on all social media platforms. She does answer her messages and just hit her up, you know, and she gave you, we'll probably post either on the website or either somewhere in the course of the show, all of her handles so that um, you can reach out to her. And Misty J wants to know, how long did it take you to reach the true soprano voice? That's a wonderful question, Misty J. Actually, I always was an alto singer. That was why I, I had everyone kind of chuckling earlier when I was cracking and stuff. And in the gospel choirs and the things, I always sing in the alto section. So it, I've always been singing, you know, in the voice that you hear, but I was trying to force myself to do something else. And that was the you can't do that. The voice, as, as my teacher said, the voice is the voice is the voice. That's just what it is. You know, gender. I have to find my true voice. It's out there somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. I've been looking for it. Yep. We have we have what we call a musical Tourette. Like at any given time, we both just bust out into song. I don't. I can speak for myself. I have. I am not a singer. Javon can sing. You know. So like. But I but I enjoy oh, the my voice. True voice. It's therapeutic, maybe not to other people's ears, you know, if, if people don't know how to... Therein lies the problem, Tona. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's so inspiring to, to talk with someone who knew very early what she wanted to be, you know, who she wanted to be, how she wanted to attack her own positioning in life and standing true in your in your truth. This show is is, is really about um, lifting and and giving folks their flowers while they can smell them, you know, getting to know about people that folks, you know, may not have heard about. Now, you know, and also the the overall support, you know, Um, and I just want to, you know, I'm listening and talking to you and I just want to say thank you. Just thank you, you know, for for creating history. First of all, I'm a New Yorker. Um, and I know how big Carnegie Hall is for New Yorkers, you know. Um, so it, it is, it is a, it's a major feat to be the first, you know, anything, but particularly in venues that don't historically, you know, um, present us, you know. And I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you, because what that will do is when, when one comes and is so successful, it holds the door open for the possibility of others, you know, and people are not... Uh, Thank you all for this platform because, again, conversations change lives and, and exposure. You know, you guys are doing phenomenal work. Never give up. Keep doing it. You know, I've always loved the show. Uh, like I said, when I, when I was talking about that way back before 2014, you know, Javon and I had conversations way back then. And, and one of the first shows I went on to advertise Carnegie Hall was here. So, like, you know, these, these things are transformational. 
you know, and, and so it, and we need more of this. We need to have these conversations, real conversations, with people who are open and honest. And the other thing I will say is that the the reason why I've been able to do the things that I've been able to do is never believing that I couldn't do it. That's the first off. But also not worrying about how it was going to happen. And so mm-hmm. people know. I was just talking to, I'm trying to inspire a couple of young people uh, right now that I've been talking to on the phone. And what I noticed is that it's too much preoccupation on how is this going to happen, every little detail. You can't do that. You can't. That's not for you to do. You put it out into the universe, the divine, God, Buddha, whoever you believe in. And once you put that information out there that this is what you want to do, then you just focus on doing everything it takes to get there. Yeah. And that's it. And all of the other things. The are next going to right thing. That's a powerful statement, and it, it's very true. Yes. You know, very true. Just the and next it's so right simple. Thing. I'm sorry, Javon, go No, I just said just the next right thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go yeah, no, it's just, it, 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 is, it is so real about anything that you want to do. The focus has to be on that. Every step that you make has to be contributing to what you say you want, you know, um, but the power of the spoken word is real, you know, and sometimes I think, you know, as, as humans, we complicate things, but it's so simple, you know, and I, I know that there are a, a myriad of distractions out in the world that take us outside of ourselves. But the reality is if you're focusing and you want anything that you have within your power, you don't, you don't know a limit, you know, you put limits on yourself, you know, you're born with limits. So thank you for that. That's going to sit, that's going to, on somebody's heart today that is in a space where they may be contemplating or putting or getting out of their own way with things or whatever it is, you know, thank you for that. Cause that's, that's a, that's a jewel. Yeah. We sound like jewels here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ulysses is saying what artist or musical talent inspires you? Um, and thank you for the flowers. Y'all, I love you some flowers. So, you know, <laughs> you. Um, you know, especially if they got, bold colors. I live for those. There's a lady over at the church um, that does things for my students, and she's just so amazing with the color combinations of flowers. I'm just like, ooh, that's a talent. But um, as far as musical talent, I love good music, and it doesn't matter the genre. And I think that's why so many people, so many different genres come to me as an instructor. Because one, I'm non-judgmental. So even if your lyrics are some kind of way, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. This is the industry. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and they're like, they look all nervous when they say their rap or whatever it is in front of me. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I know what you do. You right. know, I'm sure that you are in line and, you know, you're not harming yourself. But for me, um, artists that inspire me are older artists um, that paved the way, so many of them. Um, as far as classical music, because um, you didn't really say whether, uh, but I go from Chaka Khan. I mean, if you listen to my playlist, you don't know what's going to come on the playlist next. It can be from Megan Thee Stallion to Chaka Khan to Jesse Norman 
it just as long as you're presenting something to have a message either that edifies my spirit or or something that I've gone through um it can get to me but more importantly your, your vocal you got to know how to sing to really get me into it you know what I'm saying you know that's really important which is why a lot of the music of today sometimes I'm just like I have to take the good with the bad but that's what really gets me is hearing those harmonies and, and just the qualities of our voices, which that are rare and unique. I love that. I, I, I love that. So it doesn't matter the genre, um, to answer your question. Um, it, as long as it's true artistry, it's going to inspire me. Nice. Nice. It is time to play a game, Tom. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Hona, we get the pleasure of playing what we call rapid fire with you. And give me two seconds because I have to ask Mo just to turn her volume. Uh-oh. Therese going to get in trouble now. This is where to, this is where everything goes haywire. Uh-oh. <laughs> when she tells Mo to turn the, vo- the volume down, let's see what happens. No, no, you know, living, let's listen in. Living with a singer. Um, who's pint-sized, but a belter, she's not aware of, so, I like, she's not on this floor at all. She's, like, two levels up, and I can still hear her conversation. Love her. Love you, because I know you'll probably see this later. Okay, so, we're playing, we're playing, <laughs> we're playing a game called, rap, <laughs> called Rapid Fire, and what it is is a word association game, Tona. So, what happens is, I'll say a word, and then you say what immediately comes to mind. Now, don't think too hard on it, but there's no answer. It just gives people a peek behind the veil. You know, what comes up when I say this for you? I'll go first, and then Javon will go after me. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Look at her. She's so serious now. She said, okay. All right, first word. Luther Vandross. Amazing. Leotine Price. Inspirational. Isaac Hayes. The sound. Barry White. I would marry that voice. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's, that's more than one word. I love the Just incredible. Mm. Community. Important. Black women. I already said this, but inspirational. Goddess, queens. Mm. Music. Two words. My religion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My, nice. Life, my religion. Nice, nice. I love it. How about Pavarotti? A godsend. Aretha Franklin. Oh, man. One word? This is hard. Whatever comes up. 
Mm. Whitney Houston. Monumental. Mm. And my last one is going to be Minnie Ripperton. No, no, whatever comes to mind. Thank you. Javon, you're up. Okay. Authentic. Imperative. Black men. Kings. Babies. Viola. Viola Davis? No, the Viola. Oh, oh, um, rich. Violin. Soprano. Violence. Tragic. Concert. I know that's going to be weird to people, but. Ladylike. I love that. (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you. Family. (laughs) Family. 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 That's a, that would be another, in my mind, it's a category. So it would be another um, community. Shaka Khan. Flowing. Thank you so much, Tona. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Someone asked the, vi- the Viola, why just curious, Alyssa? For the question or for the answer? I don't know which one that is. The viola. And you know, for a long time, I didn't know the violin and the viola were two different uh, instruments. Yeah, I learned It's interesting. I just found out, um, I was very blessed when I announced that I was going to do this role, that there's a living woman who is the composer, right? And she contacted me and said, oh, you know, welcome to the F1 family. And she described to me that she used the inspiration for the, the transgender character from the sound of the viola. And that she wanted, if I was going to bring this to my area and have a string ensemble do it and, and, and the singer, because it's only two people on stage. You have a baritone and a mezzo. And she said, make sure that that viola plays with soul, almost a jazz-like quality. And I and I know exactly who I would get to do. And the minute she said it, there's only there's two people that come to mind because I I've been so fortunate to work with some amazing dealers, maybe three that came straight to mind that would bring that that warmth. There's a warmth to the viola because that's the alto voice of the string quartet, and there's this rich bodiness that when a person of color gets up there and starts to play that viola. You know, it's amazing. Now, I do want to mention something. You guys were joking about me um, um, coming and playing. Um, these sort of settings, I, 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 I can let my hair down. 
And so that's one of the reasons why you don't see me actually play on these settings, because I, I would rather express myself speaking and just talking and answering questions than to feel like I'm working. <laughs> Do you? So, so that's, that's a, a good answer. Because it was really me that was that was kind of pushing it because I'd like to hear you play. I was in the mood for it, but it, it's fine. But do you do you get tight and serious when you when you're performing when you're playing? Does it make you feel like even if you were playing for friends or you don't play for friends? I don't normally play for friends too often, no. Or okay. family. Um, and I, you know, it's weird because I'm not alone in that. Like, I talk to so many different artists, and they're just, it is, it, it, I won't say it's just a job. It's not just a job, but the type of music that I like to play um, or sing, but especially on violin, if you go on my Instagram and you see what I'm doing, it, it, it's something that really takes a lot out of me. Yeah, um, and it, you know what I'm saying. It, it's mm-hmm. it's different than chatting with the girls. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not the same. You know, people well, can try to make it, but it's not. It it you know it takes you to a whole nother place. Um, mm-hmm. the repertoire that I like, I like most of the stuff from the Romantic period and the Baroque period. So Baroque period, you, you guys might know Bach, you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. there's Beethoven and Sibelius and 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 uh, and Lalo. I like to do um, composers that are you know from other cultures and bring that here so that people can hear those types of things and and African American composers and stuff like that. So it mm-hmm. does take me to another place. In fact, I there is a, a lady who passed away not too long ago. Um, who was a huge inspiration to me. Her name was Monica Roberts. But the gift that she left me was there's a piece that is based off of the song, the, the poem Phenomenal Woman. Mm-hmm. And she wrote another version that's Phenomenal Trans Woman that to me. Wow. So I'm trying to get someone to compose music to her piece. And, you know, so it depending on what kind of artist you are, you know, there's a lot of frilly people out here, you know, the Mm -hmm. type of stuff that I like to dive into, you can tell from the look on my face and everything that I'm in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I'm not going to be in it, then I don't want to do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's okay because I am not opposed to buying a ticket when I want to hear you play. (laughs) So we're just going to do that. How about that? That's right. You you make sure you holler at your girl, you know. You actually, you actually inspired another question. Um, Do you only play classical music? Um, Do you cross any other? So you, so, so, okay. I guess my my um, I guess my ultimate question is, um, would you play another type of music? If let's say it were a recording session or something, would you play on a an R and B album? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's what I do now. Um, I, I music is music, as I was saying before. So, you know, my ensemble oftentimes is asked to come in and back up. You know, all kinds of artists, from gospel to folk to country. You know, whatever it is. I mean, 
violent brain to it is just amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so even you guys know Nas' song, right? Have yeah. You show? He, mm-hmm. I haven't brought him on yet, but I do know the song. And you, um, I was made to love him, right? Was that yeah, the one you played? I, I, you played on that, right? So I played on that. My string ensemble played on his entire album. I think it was maybe, I think what what ended up making the cut, I think we did maybe two or three songs on his album. But yeah, yeah. And, you know, when people people call me, you know, whatever it is, you know, as a, as a working musician, you just kind of, um, you know, have to play whatever it is. Yeah. So Actually, you know, he and, was and on I, the other rendition, but yeah. I'm sorry. I was just okay. thinking out loud. He was on the he was he was on the show a few years back, like you know. Yeah, I oh. thought so. Yeah, he absolutely I was. So. He absolutely was. What a talented man! Such yes. a beautiful spirit. I was gonna say and the same thing. I was just thinking that he's a sweetheart. As yeah, you as just are feel you. Oh, thank you. You're a sweetheart you just, too. You just his, his music and the passion that he brings to every project. And I, I love working with those type of artists, you know. And I remember when he came to Virginia to record it. And it was the little things that impressed him. And I hope it's okay for me to say this. I mean, um, I'm not saying anything bad about him. But I remember when he came down and he was so surprised that I had a car service and made sure that he got back and forth. I mean, this man has charted and done new things, and he was so impressed by how professional we treated, you know, mm-hmm. that just goes to show, you know, as people of color, how we're really treated, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. how about that? Like, you're amazing, you know, and so he was so impressed, and, and I remember he, I did it his day, and he, and he was like, going to take out a credit card, I was like, oh, no, we're not going to have that, the, the default because Virginia, you are taken care of. We no, we will say, Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we are mm. from the country. You know? we yeah. Oh yeah. That. Hospitality, <laughs> right? So we need a we need a drop for our show, and um, a drop for the radio station. So okay. the radio station call letters are WJBR Internet Radio. Hi, this is Tona Brown, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Hi, this is Tona Brown, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Perfect. That's fine. And for and this one is, is the visual for this show. Hi, this is Tona Brown, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Hi, this is Tona Brown, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Thank you. Perfect. Nice. Thank you so much, Tona. I'm so glad. It's a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I am really, really happy you exist in the world. Please, please. For you. Uh oh. No, no, no. Don't don't worry about that. that. Yeah, we we we're we're about to sign off anyway. So I I just so that's um. I'm a, weird I, we, white lady. We, we we're gonna have to name her. We should name her Clara. Weird white lady. <laughs> we're gonna name her Clara. Countdown Clara. 
Thank you so much for coming through, Tony. And um, tell background Betty you for her coming through also today. She was very much fun as always, and that that's what we call Monifa on the show. Yes, yeah, loved her. I mean, I, that's why I, I wanted her to be at Carnegie Hall because I was like, I want to see the diva. So there may be an opportunity for other things. I just thought about something, so definitely absolutely. be in touch. Absolutely, I just love her, her spirit, and, and both of you, and, and just what you all, and especially in the end with your wedding pictures. I was sharing that Aww. all over the place. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You all have a wonderful evening. You, you too, Tona. It was absolute pleasure. Bye. Bye. And bye, countdown, Clara. Okay. <laughs> Wow, she was so amazing. She's so dope. Yeah, she is dope. She is dope. I love I love when I meet great people. Um, she's so inspiring and just a just a pleasant you know how your pleasantries pop off your screen. Yeah. 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 She is pleasant. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very talented and open and just dope, dope people. Necessary. Very talented, very open necessary. and necessary. Yes. Yes, 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 and 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 that that's big, big, big stuff. And you know, I know that you know, uh, it, you know, it's so funny when you do when you do things like that. Uh, you don't know the gravity of it, you know. And I think that she has a, a a space to know how big Carnegie Hall was, but Carnegie Hall, like, it's come a long way. But hmm, that's a big venue. Yeah, that's a big venue for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it was big when she did it too. Like like she said, you I'm know, sure. she came through. Through the show, we did promotion for it. We did, you know, whatever we could do, you know, at that time to help promote it and support her. Um, mm-hmm. Just dope. Awesome. Just dope. Awesome. Dope. And and very. I was. I'm surprised. I, I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Um, but I'm surprised that she mentioned it. Like she remembered it. You know. Um, Remember. Oh. That she came through. You know, on the show oh. to help promote and so forth and so on. Um, oh. Because I sometimes I feel like people don't remember the things that that you do um, to support them, but that just again speaks to who she is, you know. So, mm. um, yeah, that was dope. That was dope seeing her again. Nice, so, nice, nice. Nice seeing you yeah. again too, Resi Poo. Nice seeing you. If anybody knows any black tattoo artists in the New York, New Jersey area. Oh, yeah, there's a really good, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Harlem, um, I got to remember the name of the shop, and maybe I will ask Carl, but I know uh, one of my um, good, good friends has a great tattoo artist. His name is, I'll get the name and have it posted. How's that? Or I'll send you a inbox, Misty. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks, Pop, for everything you do. I appreciate you, bro. Yes, yes, Papi Chulo. Love you mucho, Rezzy. Talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Good night. What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you are in the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement. 
with Javon and Therese with the basement. Hey, with Javon and Therese. <laughs> Ooh, I dig that. <laughs> Looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 